Buzzed Weekly, the OKS podcast. This side of that one studio where Connor just can't seem to show up to. This podcast is brought to you by Beatboxing and Quarantine Productions. I'm your host, Connor. With me today are the boys. Callaway. I don't like the guy that's talking in the box over there. <laughs> Josh. We killed Connor and turned him into an AI. And Franco, Mr. Bro, Producer. Where are you, dude? You're like, it looks like a, a cell. Bro, are you, you in at? a 12-year-old boy's bedroom right now? Whoa. I, I, that's exactly where I'm at. <laughs> it's like a, it looks like a cell in there, bro. There's no windows. Unfortunately, that trip I took last week, I got COVID. So You're taking quarantine to a whole new level, bro. Yep. I ain't seen the sunshine in three damn days. Three damn days. <laughs> <laughs> this shit funny. You're like, so like Connor over is in the quarantine corner because uh, my man caught the vid. Yep, in 2022, how embarrassing! Right? You, you waited. You waited till for COVID to leave before you got still, it. Literally. I have a theory on how I got it. Let's hear it. I think I think Logan had it when he came home. Oh, and you made out with him? No, and then he gave it to Pooney. Pooney gave it to Claire. Claire gave it to me. That's way too much making out. Yeah, it's a lot of. That's hard to follow. So Logan made out with. Pooney. So when we were at Korean barbecue, I think he still had it because he had tested positive the next day. Mm. How did and none of us like, get it? Then, he, then he's like, I'm going to go to the we doctor. We didn't get like, tested. <laughs> we're strong. <laughs> we're strong. <laughs> I mean, it'll be my third time getting it, but like. I've always said, man, you get COVID once, fine. Yeah. Bro. You go for tw- twice, expected. But you get COVID three times, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, it's <laughs> your fault. You're doing something wrong. But I, I I truly believe he came home with COVID, and then because Pooney sat next to him, so I think he got it from him. Because then Pooney got sick, uh. and Claire was over at Pooney's, and then we were over at Claire's. And Logan's like, "I'm fine." I was like, "Because you were the original holder, bro. your patient zero, bro." Yeah, I'm fine. It's like, yeah, you to another. You already, you already got <laughs> over and gave it to everybody, bro. Yeah, of course, right, you're fine. Exactly. I was doing some He's weird like, stuff. Gave each other COVID. I don't have it. I was like, "Cause you already did." So how do you feel? Uh, I feel good now. Uh, the first two or three days was pretty rough. The sore throat and the fatigue was the worst part, but well, we're good now. Your eyes still look beautiful. Thank you. You. you so that. just so everybody knows, we're we're facetiming him right now. He looks better on the computer than and, he doesn't realize. But I, let me tell you, he his face is so close to the camera because we could barely hear him. Bro, he, he, looks he looks like every right meme of a baby holding a phone. Yeah, you're gonna want to see like the top half. Got of any his games? Face. <laughs> it's like when you uh, you Facetime your grandparents. <laughs> they just hold the phone up to their forehead the whole time. <laughs> Can you see me? <laughs> All I see is you. I can't see you. It's like grandma, you're not looking at the phone. <laughs> They think like you put it up to your ear and then you can just see. That's how FaceTime works. Right. Yeah. I, I, that, yeah, that's it. That'd be cool. It's like when you're driving and you need to see better, so you turn the music yeah. down. The oh, image yeah. like transfers from your ears see, to the back of your eyes. All right. So, uh, so who, brought the, who brought the pick? Uh, I did. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. Mm. So here's, here's we've got uh, we've got two picks this week. Here's a, a real pick and a digital pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A J-pick. Digital pick. Hold on, let me send one real quick. <laughs> send a pick. Ooh, what kind? A digital one. What'd you get? 
Me? Yeah, what you got? Let's see it. Uh, I got a Elijah Craig small batch. Our digital pick today is brought to you by Connor, the man in the box. 94 proof. What? Elijah Craig small batch. Nice. 94 proof. Let me let me get a look at it. Bring it up. I've never seen it. Bring it up. Bring it up. Is that right. 48%? Looks like a bottle of syrup. <laughs> 47. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let's hear I can't pop, do math. <laughs> oh, the pop. Let's yeah, get that wanna... digital pop. Nice. All right. Nice All and right. crisp. What about you, Mr. Right. Callaway? Mr. Callaway for our real life physical so, pick. Well, got to drink my water. We brought water <laughs> we brought, you guys we, are alcoholics. We brought water. No, uh, uh, so of course, I'm always last minute buying. And I walk into the, the store and... Uh, I'm making my way through the aisles going, making my way downtown. What what sounds good? And a boom. I looked over to my left and there it was. Uncle Sam. A bottle of whiskey wrapped in a Texas Snuggie. (laughs) A Texas flag Snuggie. (laughs) Connor, I don't know if you can see this through your box. Oh, I see it. Oh, he sees it. So now I'm about to undress this guy. Yes, take it off. Honestly, I haven't even read the name of it. I just saw the the Snuggie. Oh, no. It's it's cold. Oh, no. (laughs) This is not going to be good. All right. Oh, no. This is the... Say the name. Ultra Premium Texas Crown Club. And it's got a picture of some wool rigs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. This is the Jerry Jones drink of choice. Absolutely going to taste like This is going to taste like booty. Like oil. It's going to taste just like oil. This is going to lubricate your innards. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. (laughs) All right, here we go. Let's see if I can get a good pop. Sorry if that destroyed your eardrums. Yeah, Yeah, I have some, please. Sure. Oh, I don't know how to hold this. This bottle yeah, looks terrible. Weird. It looks like old mouthwash bottle. Oh, yeah, like the gold Listerine. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, smells like Listerine. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I didn't bro. know if this was I didn't know this was a say when type of thing. It smells like Listerine, bro. <laughs> oh, it's mixing with that beer. Mm. I don't know, man. That beer probably tastes better. I don't know, man. Oh. I just, I just got it. You can, I just got it. You can pick one of these up for about twenty five dollars. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh, buddy, bro, why would you do that? To right, us? <laughs> because you're always getting distracted by the 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 presentation. Hey, that's it, man. That's it. <laughs> that's what that's what people do when they pick up people at a bar. We <laughs> didn't learn our lesson with the America whiskey. Now we got Texas oh, Crown Club. <laughs> it does smell like the beer. Is bad. You said twenty five dollars. Twenty five smackaroos. Plus tax. Plus tax. What, 20, Plus TTNL. Twenty six fifty, something like that. Depends if you buy it with cash or credit. Oh, shut up. You got cash discount? No. Yeah, so he paid twenty six. I paid well, technically, yes, I paid with a debit card, but they don't yeah. see it like that. Yeah, duh. No. Cash or debit. Alright, let's try this bad boy. Connor, right. you got your sport up? Yep. And we dink right. it through the box. Cheers. I mean, what? Why is it so sweet? It's really not bad. It's like it's really sweet with an aftertaste of rubbing alcohol. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's sweet, and then it's like, well, it tastes like vodka at the end. Yeah, it does. It, it does. does. That yeah. like that feeling your throat gets. When well, just you drink the, vodka. The flavor alone has like that vodka flavor. This is like so. What this is? This is Everclear with a little bit of caramel coloring corn and imitation whiskey taste that's why it's so sweet you get the sweetness and then it's just alcohol it's really not that bad but I now the hangover 
That's probably bad. Yeah, that's going to that's be rough. <laughs> this is... I mean, I could drink this. If I was forced to... What's the, to, the proof on that? Seven. Seven? <laughs> <laughs> this here's all natural. Seven proof. Texas whiskey. Then on the back? 40% alcohol. So 80 proof. 80 proof. Although I get... 80 proof. I don't know how I feel about this, man. It tastes know. like vodka. It, it tastes, tastes like, like straight vodka. It just tastes fake at first. Like if you had like a... Here's a whiskey flavored candy. That's what it would taste like. Yeah. And then it's just... Ever clear. Alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oof. Put yeah, that there down the carburetor. Make it right. Hold on. Hey, I guarantee you. I'm going to do this. 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 We're all going to be talking like Boomhauer by the end of this. Right. <laughs> That's what a dog would sound like if you gave it whiskey. <laughs> what's, that, what's that lady with the grapes the one we talked about before? <laughs> the grapes stop her and she falls off the tower. Oh, yeah, yeah. She fell like three feet. <laughs> I, I don't know, it was kind of up there. It may have been like four or five feet. Yeah, but she fell and then rolled in and <laughs> she, fell. She felt so, so like soft. <laughs> Just like. Oh, okay. We've got the return of Build a Blockbuster. Boom, 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 boom. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. A little delayed reaction. Yeah, we, we just had to wait on the studio. Uh, the audience. The they were. Audience. Their mic wasn't on. Yeah, there was, they uh, weren't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're we're doing movies again. Finally, I think two two weeks late, later than we said we would. And Connor's yeah. still not here. Connor's still not here. We tried to wait for him, but we're just gonna do it with his AI since he's dead. Yep. Okay. Who, yeah. who wants first? You know, rock paper scissors I, I first. Oh, Connor wants to go first. All right, fine. We got All a right. volunteer. Okay, so that's the um, first ever volunteer. <laughs> this is uh, just a little quick recap. So these are movies that we all have to star in. We get one A-list actor. We get one like main song, and you pick whatever director you want. Yeah, unlimited budget, whatever you want it to be. Um, and these are all sequels to the last uh, movies we made. There's one older one, I think. But we, uh, yeah, I have the older one. Yeah, we we picked, we drew uh, the the movies that we've all already done from all the build a blockbuster segments, and they just so happen to all be relatively new except for one. So, all right. Oh, so you, when you're, you know what I just realized? What? Uh, <laughs> I wrote a sequel to to it was for your movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I wrote the wrong one. Which one did you do? I'm pretty sure I did the uh, mishaps. And I was supposed to do... Um, no, you're supposed to do mishaps. Oh, I was? I thought yeah. I was supposed to do the other one where we're on the road. Oh, Wasteland Road? Yeah. I was hoping you'd get that one, but... That yeah, one, I just didn't star in mine. I left the characters the same. Oh. Yeah, I left oh. y'all the same. Just, oh, original. Yeah, original. Just, just because there was so many characters. It's just the writer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So, Connor's going to go first. What we're going to do is just kind of like recap the movie you did. Maybe, like, you know spark notes and then just like how it ended and then break down your movie for Wait, us we have to recap theirs or uh, or what, you can I, ask I, them I, to I, I can recap the one that i did just because i mean i had to re-listen to it so give us a recap buddy 
All right. So uh, the first movie was Callaway's, and it was called Buzzin' and Cuttin'. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And it was uh, three friends, Stonks. Connor, Josh, and Callaway, who owned uh, a Buzzin' and Cuttin' company, a mowing company, lawn care. And then they're uh, recruited by uh, Tom Cruise, and then they go through spot like spies and training type stuff. Spies and in they training. go to the they go to the White House. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, they're double crossed by uh, uh, Tom Cruise because we're Typical. we're each other's targets and we have to kill each other, but we don't. But we trick Tom Cruise and have somebody go <laughs> can out we to just him. talk about... Hold on, sorry to interrupt you, but can we just talk about how stupid that premise is? This man spent millions in government money to train these spies just to have them kill each other. <laughs> oh, love it. And then we blow Tom Cruise up. Hell yeah. Perch and it. so my sequel is called Buzzing and Cutting Forever. <laughs> <laughs> so... Buzzing and cutting with a vengeance. <laughs> oh, I should have. Oh, uh, the director okay. is Clint Eastwood. Hell yeah! Just gonna be so uh, much. Just the everyday flying. cast would be uh, me, Franco, Josh, Calloway, and Joe. I'm not gonna say the A-lister or the song yet. That's fine. But, that's fine. But the synopsis is. After the critically acclaimed Oscar award-winning cinematic experience Oscar. made by the indie producing company Buzz Weekly, <laughs> yeah. he you know the Buzz Weekly crew needed to appear one more t- one more time for a subpar adventure into the unknown. Follow the gang on their epic journey and to reclaim their friend from an unlikely foe. <laughs> All right, <Nice>. so <clears throat> don't screw up my movie. That thing was a masterpiece. Peak (laughs) cinema, bro. (laughs) I we won since we won so many Oscars. We had a bigger budget this time. All right. (laughs) Um, like one indie film festival getting an Oscar. (laughs) Yeah, we got best actor, best cinematography with our Lego (laughs) man and stuff like that. But. uh, Airplanes on a wire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have killed back in the forties, dude. Oh, it would have hit. <laughs> like one of those movies where it shows the screen, and then pops over the other screen, and it's the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, You're dead. Summer day, like any other story and the boys Josh Connor Franco and Callaway were all hard at work one of us one of us the end yeah <laughs> roll <Fiend. credits. laughs> Josh on the moor Callaway on the weed eater Connor trimming the bushes and Franco uh, supervising and cooking the boys a late lunch on his truck bed grill yeah. they've been hard at work since dawn the boys sit around on tail on tailgates eating their uh, barbacoa tacos, sitting and talking, shit and laughing. Shitting Franco and laughing? Looking, around at his, <laughs> looking at his watch and mumbles. He should be here any minute. The guys notice, but <clears throat> can't make out what it was he was saying and continue on. Not four minutes later, the guys see a silver a silver Toyota Tundra pull up. Franco oh. starts to announce that he, he had found somebody new to hire to join the Buzzing and Cutting Lawn Company. <laughs> 
The truck stops, and out steps a beautiful man with a glorious beard. It was Joe. <laughs> yeah. With Gotta his cat ears. Boy. With his cat ears. <laughs> the boys stand up and greet an old friend that they hadn't seen in years, making jokes and offering some food. Then the guys start back to work. Connor brings Joe with him to show him the ropes, or so Joe thought. Connor ended up showing Joe how to properly trim bushes and dipped inside where the AC was, leaving Joe to do the work all alone. Typical Connor. Yeah. Cold-blooded brother. After the job is finished, the boys start <laughs> looking for Connor and ask Joe where he went. He's like, oh, he's been inside. That son of a bitch, Calloway says. Damn. Uh, <laughs> the boys angrily enter the house and say they've been sweating their asses off while Connor's been slacking on the job, drink, drinking iced tea and air conditioning. They drag Connor outside by the ear, and Franco gives the rundown for the next day's work at a different residence. All the guys head home and take a well-earned rest. Well, most of them. <clears throat> next day arrives. The boys pull out or pull up to the next residence, and there's something missing. Where's Joe? All of them are trying to get in contact with him. No luck. They pull up, and all the grass is gone. <laughs> Where's the grass? <laughs> No later, they get a phone call from an unknown number. They answer. The person on the other line stating that they have Joe and they want revenge or payment for what we did to them and hung up. The guys were confused and tried to piece together, uh, piece it together, but came up with nothing. So they phone an old friend. Mr. President, we need your help. <laughs> he gladly obliged and sent a helicopter to pick the boys up. The boys get to the White House and are greeted with the president and the director of the CIA. They get into a debriefing, saying that they think the people behind this are wanting revenge for what happened of the previous adventure uh, for Tom Cruise. The culprit would be um, seemingly someone the CIA is very interested in for criminal activity, none other than the Church of Scientology. Oh, boy. Nice. They're going to come after us for this. Your mission, you should kill- you choose to accept it. <laughs> Since y'all killed their leading spoke pers- spokesperson, <laughs> there's plenty of motive for them wanting to get revenge. <laughs> the boys look at each other and instantly come to an understanding that they need to get Joe back at all costs because Joe is family and nothing's thicker than blood. Except for this Texas whiskey stuff. <laughs> they, they try to form a plan on how to get him back, but the president says the only way or the way that they are now won't be enough to take down the Church of Scientology. The group is told about ways to get stronger to unlock their true potential, so the guys set on their separate ways in different parts of the world to get stronger. Josh is sent deep into the mountains of China. Franco sent deep into the forest of South America (laughs) in search of a temple. Connor is sent to Japan and Calloway is sent to the mountains of Norway. (laughs) Paradise. (laughs) Both of them. (laughs) In the montage, you see each of the guys on their journey in a plane, climbing mountains and cutting through rainforests, going over rivers and finally making it to their destinations. <laughs> Josh makes it to the temple in the mountains of China and walks in. He finds a monk that doesn't say a word but hands him a fruit. Josh reluctantly eats the fruit and feels immediate power surge through him. Fruit ninja. He looks he looks at the monk and asks, "Is that it?" The monk nods. Josh disappointedly goes outside to see if anything was different. 
He goes to the nearest tree, practices his kung fu, and with one kick knocks down the three nearest trees into splinters. Yeah, wow. Damn. That's is real. Finally grabs the first plane back and can't wait to show his even stronger kung fu powers to the boys. <coughs> the screen pans over to Callaway, who's deep in the mountains in Norway, <laughs> and he's told by a traveler of an old tale of acquiring power. He must find an old Norse helmet with a mask on it somewhere in the mountains. Some residents of nearby villages say they think they know where it is. So Callaway thanks them and is on his way. Callaway follows a small winding path until he reaches a hidden cave. Surely it can't be that easy, he thought. He goes in, after a while, finds a mask, puts it on, and is immediately stuck to his face, and his vision goes black. He has a dream of him in the old Norse times, and it shows him training for years and years. This is like some Assassin's Creed shit. (laughs) (laughs) In current day... outside of his body watching himself sleep on the floor he then wakes up and the mask is on the ground next to him Callaway focuses focuses and realizes he can hear noises coming and suddenly a vision pops up in his head of a group coming down the cave <clears throat> Callaway realizes he has the ability of clairvoyance he tries to escape unnoticed but there's a boulder in the way hold on now it's the, uh, the side Callaway of the needs a, uh, a <laughs> what description. Is, what is that? We get the definition side, of clairvoyance. Like you, you got. You can see into the future. Oh, it's like that bit. Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it gone in sixty seconds? <laughs> yeah, you you have that so Raven abilities. <laughs> <laughs> Layman's terms there. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound as cool, but keep going. <laughs> So Callaway tried to escape the other side, or out of the other side of the cave, but there's a boulder in the way. It doesn't hurt to try, he thought to himself. He pushes, and the boulder moves like oh, yeah. it, as if it was made out of foam. Callaway picked it up and moved it and escaped. Not only did he have foresight, but he was incredibly strong. He then went back up out of the cave and took the first flight home. The camera then pans to Franco, who has made it to an overgrown temple and found a podium inside with an old dust-covered book. He opens it up, sits down, and reads it. After he's done, he passed out. Hello. Yeah, we're still here. We're we're here. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It 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 made an error thing. Hello. Uh, Y'all heard me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Uh, just making sure. Um, Actually, can you start over? He passed out after he read the book. Woke up half an hour later feeling stronger than ever. Franco realized he had perfect vision and could see a fly from hundreds of meters away. Ooh. Like it was nothing. So nothing he changed. He also wanted to see if he'd gotten strength. So he punched a tree and sure enough there was a hole in the trunk of the tree. That there was too easy, Franco thought to himself and made his way back to the rendezvous point. Then there's Connor making it to the tipple, finding an old man. Connor asked the man if he would train him. The man says yes and they begin training which can include meditation, sparring, sword training, and being very still while keeping balance on a post. This goes on for four days, and Connor is frustrated that none, no real change is happening. Isn't there an easier way, like eating a special fruit or reading some ancient book or something? The old man laughs and says, there's nothing like that here. Uh, to be great must take time and patience. The training continues. Then one day during training, the man starts laughing hysterically. 
Connor stops and asks what's so funny, and the man pulls out a vial of liquid and tells him that all this training was for nothing, and this is all he needed. (laughs) So, Connor went through all of that with no shower, little food, for over a week, when all he had to do was drink this. Connor, infuriated, snatches the vial and drinks it. He then feels a little better, but nothing noticeable. Nothing noticeably different. Connor storms out, saying this is a waste of time, then heads back to meet with the boys. It pans back to the CIA headquarters, where everybody but Connor is chilling, eating snacks, showing off their cool abilities. Calloway has proven his ability as foresight by beating everyone at poker and rock, paper, scissors every single time. Yeah. Franco has become one of the best sharpshooters in the world with his excellent vision. And Josh showing off his awesome kung fu skills and his newest, most lethal technique, perching. (laughs) Then enters a worn-out, smelly, long-bearded man. It was Connor. (laughs) Grew down to his knees in a week. What happened? And Connor told them the story. They all laughed because they had no problems whatsoever and have been relaxing for days. Then they asked to see what kind of... Oh my gosh. They asked to see what kind of power Connor has. He looks down in disappointment because he doesn't know what his ability is. The guy suggests he tries out all the different testing areas that are set up, and nothing came of it. He doesn't seem to excel in anything other than sword combat. Connor is disappointed. Josh tries to lighten the mood by telling a joke, saying he should try one of those ninja hand symbols that are in those anime he likes to watch. (laughs) Connor laughs and shrugs, but as the guys are walking away, Connor just tries it. He makes a hand symbol and suddenly a giant fireball shoots out and startles everybody. (laughs) The guys jump and realize what happened. Ninjutsu. (laughs) (laughs) Not being able to believe that it worked. They start laughing. After further testing, it seems there's a drawback to Connor's ability. He can only use it three times before passing out, making it almost completely useless. Uh, now knowing their new abilities, they are ready for uh, their plan of attack. Infiltrate and locate Joel while being as stealthy as possible. Take all hostiles that notice out with deadly force. Pretty straightforward. So the guys suit up and make their way to California, where the headquarters of the church are. <sighs> they pull up outside the church at 1 a.m. on a Saturday, loaded with weapons of their choice, and enter. Surprisingly, the door is unlocked. And they make their way to the elevator, to an elevator and a staircase. They decide to take the stairs because the elevator would be too obvious. They work their way through each floor, taking out few enemies here and there, but no sign of Joe. They continue down the stairs, placing plastic explosives on each floor. Connor finally says, "Geez, how far down does this shit go?" No later did they see the final floor in the distance and work their way down. They open it up, and. Ooh, I lost me. They open up and find a giant underground courtyard filled with people in black robes and a man in blue robes at the front of the congregation speaking words that the four guys couldn't make out. Above, above the blue-robed man was a cross in the middle of the picture. In the middle of the cross was a picture of the late Tom Cruise. They then start bringing in sti- er, uh, sticks out into a pile And lastly, they bring out Joe and set him on top. Oh my God, they're going to burn him at the stake to give revenge on (laughs) us. 
Not on my watch. No one messes with my family, Josh said. Uh, the others agreed. Connor shouted to distract the congregate, uh, to distract the congregation, and they all turn around. The man in blue says, "You," and starts to take his hood off. Underneath the blue hood is a new head and spokesperson of Scientology, John Travolta. Oh no! Oh, even better. That dude's got a license to kill. Yeah, <laughs> your rolling hairspray was garbage. <laughs> The boys charge at the congregation. Suddenly, the music starts to play. It's the theme song to Tokyo Drift by Teriyaki Boys. <laughs> Can you do that? <laughs> yeah. An epic battle ensues as a montage of ass kicking starts to play. Kicking ass with Kung Fu. Cowboy predicting every enemy's moves and defeating them with his strength. Franco gunning everybody down and fighting hand-to-hand with those who get too close. And lastly, Connor holding his own with a sword, waiting for the right moment to use a special technique. The battle goes on while the boys... Or the battle goes on for a while. The boys get tired and resources are exhausted. They were... <laughs> What's so funny? They're, they're all lesbians now because you used your special technique. <laughs> Oh Oh my gosh. You're gonna change the course of the future. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The boys get tired and resources are exhausted. They were about to be surrounded. Now would be the perfect time, Connor thought to himself. He puts his hands together, and sure enough, a fireball shoots out in the leftover crowd and completely misses, catching the place on fire and knocking over an oil lamp near Joe. The fire creeps up and starts to light the sticks. Joe panics and starts to comically blow at the flames that was about to consume the sticks that he was on. It doesn't work, and he screams for help. Both Calloway and Josh start rushing to his aid, but are blocked by the rest of the goons. Connor, barely able to walk, drowsy from his special technique, summons the rest of his strength to shoot one last fireball before passing out. Bullseye. Connor cleared the path for the others and were able to rescue Joe. They start to rush over and Franco realizes Connor is not with them and is still unconscious on the floor. He runs back, scoops him up with one hand, and they make their way out. As they go upstairs, they hear panic in the lower floors. Connor begins to regain consciousness and thanks Franco for grabbing him. As they make it to the lobby, they are stopped by John Travolta in one last fight. The group lines up to surround him, but they realize Josh has disappeared. They hear a loud, And they see Josh jump from the balcony above and take out Travolta in an instant. The guys laugh uncontrollably but are pretty impressed about what did what just happened. They exit. Josh holds up a remote and says, "No one messes with family." Buzzing and cutting forever. Josh presses the button and the building erupts as the guys walk away in an epic sequence. But Joe ends up tripping. Before he hits the ground, the movie cuts to black, and the title of the movie is in dead center. Credits roll. The end. Nice. Well done. Well done. I like it. 
Buzzing and cutting too. What was the subtitle again? The subtitle? Yeah. It was buzzing and cutting. Oh, forever. Don't, forever. Don't mess with family. <laughs> so I don't have friends. Some Vin Diesel. I got family. <laughs> and nobody messes with family. <laughs> and nobody messes with family. <laughs> we drink Coronas. <laughs> What do we got? What do we got next? <laughs> All right, hey, that was that was well done. Bueno. It was I like that? Bueno, bueno. much bueno, bueno. better than uh, well, much Easy. higher budget. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I got an Oscar. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> All right, who wants to go next? Teens Choice Awards. Uh, don't matter. I can go. You can go. Sure. Don't matter. Yeah. All right. Go, go. <clears throat> okay. Um, this the title of this movie is not so super. <laughs> Not so super. <laughs> yeah, so recap. Um, the guys go camping. Uh, the guys consist of Josh, Connor, uh, Franco, and myself. We go into the mountains. We stroll up upon a cave. Go into the cave. Inside of the cave is another cave. Caveception. <laughs> and we find a orb. For some reason, we all have four locos on us. And we pour them on there. And we all kind of get superpowers. Um, Franco dies. <laughs> and everybody else gets superpowers. <laughs> so, uh, Connor has the ability to fly um, when he projectile shits. Using it oh, as yeah. like an afterburner. <laughs> yep. um, <laughs> we have liftoff. Josh has super, sh- uh, super speed and super healing, but does not have super stop. Um, so he can run really fast, can't stop. Um, he just crashes into shit. Um, I have the ability to be very strong as long as I moan um, like I'm trying to seduce somebody or I'm in the middle of intercourse. If you're doing that just in the seduction stage. Oh, yeah, that, that's it, dude. That's a, that's a problem. Can I get the door? <laughs> uh, so uh, we get word from... Um, a man in a trench coat and an eye patch, aka Nicholas Cage, Nick Cage, who uh, tells us that we need to go stop the end of the world. There's a there's a man coming. He's super super powerful. He's bringing all these aliens. Uh, we meet at this park to fight, and the uh, man we're fighting is lo and behold, Adrian Franco, who has the power of. Landscape. <laughs> that's, that's pretty realistic. So, uh, a battle ensues. Um, of course, the mishaps is what they call themselves. Uh, win, and they get Franco back from the dark side because they were going to hurt him and his family if he didn't do what they said. They look up in a he- super he- uh, heroic pose and see thousands of alien ships, and the movie ends. Well, my movie is going to pick up right where it left off. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, Psych, it's a prequel. (laughs) The four guys start battling thousands of alien invaders coming from the sky. The song Sabotage by the Beastie Boys starts playing. Nice. Connor eats a bunch of spicy beans and uses his ass as a gun shooting down, like as an AA gun, you know, (laughs) shooting down enemy planes (laughs) with projectile shit. (laughs) Adrian... Grows grass monsters while Callaway grabs them and 
you know, like grabs him off the ground and hurls them at him. And as he's hurling them, you know, he's ah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so Josh, he's running back and forth between the battlefield and the local taco shop to try and keep fuel for Connor's ass. But he's got to take a couple breaks because every time he runs, he's he has to crash into the building due to the lack of being able to stop. stop. <laughs> so, uh, the battle ensues all day and all night. The mishaps seem to keep the fight in the air and off the ground. Eventually, the alien force kind of overwhelms them and uh, fight <laughs> fight makes it to the ground, right? <clears throat> um, it's, I put here, unleashing alien-like monsters onto American soil. <laughs> <laughs> Not the American soil. <laughs> uh, Franco yells out, okay, guys, it's time for plan B. Connor shifts his attention to the remaining ships in the sky, and Adrian makes a small army of grassmen to defend him. Calloway clacks his knuckles together, saying, It's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> Only speaks in moans now. <laughs> Josh starts running in a circle around the aliens that have landed, making a perimeter. He runs so many times, so fast, in a split second, it quite literally creates a trench around the aliens. All you can see from the outside is a blur of Josh creating a barrier, not allowing you to see in. Adrian and Callaway are inside the barrier, going absolutely apeshit. <laughs> Connor takes out the last remaining ships in the sky and starts to rain mortar fire on the aliens in the <laughs> My perimeter. <sheets> are wrong. <laughs> 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 this this battle goes on for a few hours, and the mishaps eliminate the remaining aliens as the guys are getting up. <coughs> or as, as for another bombing run, <laughs> as the guys are getting up, Adrian notices four or five alien monsters running away. Connor springs into action by violently shitting and flying towards them, performing a napalm strike on the rest of the enemies. <laughs> <laughs> my secret technique. <laughs> the, the crew, the crew shouts, um, you know, joy as they won the battle. Um, all of a sudden, their bodies start to feel weird. The sky gets brighter and brighter. It gets so bright, all they can see is white. And then, in an instance, it turns dark. All four of them are back in the cave, holding empty four loco cans over a lifeless orb. Oh shit! They all stare at each other, wondering what happened. And if they still have their powers. Connor shits his pants hoping to fly <laughs> and nothing happens. <laughs> 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 now you just got shit in your eyes. I, I literally wrote here. He just, <laughs> read the top. Read the. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put it here. Connor shits his pants, hoping to fly, except nothing happens. He just has shitty drawers now. <laughs> oh, that's great. Adrian tried to turn his hands into post oak wood hammers, but he sat there and grunted. His veins popped out of his forehead with nothing happening. <laughs> Josh runs, but now it seems the superpower he has is super slow. <laughs> <laughs> Callaway moans really loud while trying to pick up a rock, and it just looks like he's trying to have sex with it. <laughs> All four begin to make their way out of the cave, confused about what had just occurred. I, I make- still wear my dirty drawers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they make it out of the cave and escape the mountains and go back to their normal daily lives. 
except life would never actually be the same as it was before. Years go by. They work their nine-to-five horrible jobs, wondering if the opportunity to be a superhero will ever come again. One night, Josh enters the room of a sleeping Connor, assuming a perch position, and wakes him up. Connor, confused as to why Josh is in the room, Josh says there's no time to explain. Get Adrian. I'll go get Callaway. The crew gathers and asks Josh, why are we up at 3 a.m. in the morning, dude? Josh says, look, pointing to a bright white flashing orb in the sky. The crew jumps in Josh's truck ecstatic and takes off towards the orb. This might be their chance to get their superpowers back. They follow it up to the mountains, back into the cave that they were once in. They enter the caveception and find the orb sitting back in the middle, glowing white, with a voice coming over it that sounds like Master Ugwe, saying, The time has come. <laughs> Each of the guys take their drink of choice besides four locos and begin to pour over the white orb. Connor pours an 18-year scotch. Franco pours the strongest tequila money can buy on the black market. Josh pours a single-barrel select whiskey from the Wild West given to him by his great-great-great-grandpappy. And Callaway pours a cold keystone with a little bit of snuff on the rim. <laughs> the, crew, the crew expect <laughs> you want that dressed honey <laughs> yes please it's a keystone I know the crew expects the orb to flash red as it did before but instead it flashed green the room gets brighter and brighter then they each wake up in their own bed Connor jumps up and immediately shits himself thinking he would fly once again ends up just with shitty drawers he cleans himself and realizes his new power. When he says anything in like a deep Japanese language, he can instantly pull out a ninja sword. <laughs> when I imitate when I'm racist. <laughs> yeah, when you code talk. You code yeah. Out. No need. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Oh. Camera goes to Josh. Josh wakes up in a cowboy hat, poncho, boots, spurs, and the tightest jeans you can find. Call him the Stranglers. <laughs> he figures out that his new superpower is super cowboy. <laughs> he can do everything a cowboy can do, but better. <laughs> like his, his lasso's made of steel. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, he's hardcore. Right. <clears throat> I use chain link for lasso. <laughs> We go to Franco as he wakes up with a pair of cheap-ass sunglasses, hat backwards, chubby shorts, vans, long socks, and a button-up shirt with little hot dogs on it. He's turned to the ultimate party animal. (laughs) He has an insane metabolism and can can consume anything. He can ingest absolutely anything and has the power to seduce any man or woman he chooses just by saying the word, bruh. <laughs> uh, bruh. The camera pans to Callaway as he wakes up in overalls, a wife beater, boots, and a John Deere hat. His power is super spit. <laughs> <laughs> when he spits. So you woke up as a Luke Bryan song. <laughs> this is Arnold Dimension Jr. <laughs> When he spits out, when he when he has spit or a snuff in, and he spits, it shoots out like bullets. <clears throat> the guys meet at the same park they fought in and talk about their new powers. 
All of a sudden, Nicolas Cage enters with a trench coat, eye patch, walks up and says, we have a mission for you. Let's get to work. And that's the farthest I got. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Yep. So set up for a threequel. That's it. The movie the ends threequel. once again playing Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I love that song. I love it. it. That was great, man. I like that. I think you you definitely improved on the original. Uh, I think. Glad I got to shit my pants. (laughs) Three times. That was that was my bro. Your your ass was an AA gun, brother. We just Frank. I'll go next since yours is so long. I think uh, he's got something good for him. So I got something decent. Ten out of ten. All right. So my uh, film. I got was Adrian's Boogie Mountain. Um, it's a little recap for you. Guys camping in the mountains, uh, stumble upon a strange rock formation. <laughs> Their brother. <laughs> <laughs> After wandering aimlessly through the woods, tracking this the mysterious yips yips that they heard, thinking it was each other. Um, and uh, anyway, Connor dies. Uh, Three-day search, nothing. Have a funeral. Pour some out for the homie. Um Thinking he's dead, <clears throat> but lo and behold, Connor walks up to the garage like he'd never even left. And so they start asking him questions and things seem fishy. So they ask him real personal shit that Connor would know, but he misses all the questions. So, like, oh shit, something's wrong. And so I smack him in the back of the head with a lamp, tie him up with uh, toe straps, and take him to a priest. <laughs> so they uh, exercise the demons. Smoke monster leaves, goes up a drainage pipe, and uh, and disappears. Last scene was the uh, mysterious black cloud hovering over a house. <clears throat> All right, so that was Boogie Mountain. Now time for Boogie Mountain Two. Nice. Colon, survive <laughs> the mountain. <laughs> so stop. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> Keep it. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I feel like we're about to get into something with colon surviving the mountain. No, you know, like the title is like Boogie no, Mountain Two like, colon like, dot dot, not colon surviving. You said colon. No. I was like, stop Boogie right Mountain now. Two subtitle survive the mountain. Oh my god! <laughs> Please stop. Your colon is mine, mortal. <laughs> no. <laughs> I gotta go up there and get it. <laughs> oh shit! All I right. can't believe. It. Okay. Anyway, get it. all right. So, Boogie Mountain Two, directed by George Lucas. Mm, nice. He comes out of retirement to change genres, um, and is now doing a, a horror film. So, opening scene, we see the house with the the black uh, cloud around it. We hear a phone ringing, an eerie phone ringing, like an old school phone. And we slowly pan closer and closer to the house. The camera goes through the window. Really cool shot. And it comes up as someone that we can't see because their face is covered by their long hair. Round the corner, pick up the ringing phone and say, Hello. Why, 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 why did you say that? Uh, like, uh, what's his name? Plays on... Uh, uh... Kill the dog, kill the puppy. <laughs> he Keanu says, Reeves. He says, hello. <laughs> and the, hello. The voice on the un- other end of the line is uh, muffled, so you can't hear what they're saying, but he says, I understand. 
I'll be there. Hangs up the phone and turns and walks. And we see his calendar circled. And on that date, as today, it says, Tour Guide in the Mountain. So, <clears throat> next shot. We see the guys, the four guys, Connor, Franco, Callaway, and myself, rolling up, parking the Jeep, getting out, because they want to go back to the mountain with Connor, with a guide, a tour guide, professional mountain guide, so they can figure out what happened to them uh, without getting lost. So, they meet up with the guy, and we see him turned, facing the mountain, only see his, ba- his, his, his backside, black suit, long greasy hair <laughs> the guys approach the man <clears throat> and we learned that it was the man um, from the previous shot from the dark cloud house with the, the ringing phone so the guys walk up to the, the, the guy and he slowly turns around to reveal Keanu Reeves so you, you did a spot-on impression <laughs> Thank of you. Thank you. <laughs> when he said, I was like, oh, shit, that was too good. <laughs> it was so spot-on. <laughs> he said, hello. <laughs> and I was like, bro, that's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> so the tour guide is Keanu Reeves in a suit. Um, so the guys meet up. They shake hands, exchange names. And uh, Keanu says, so you really want to do this? And the guys say, yeah, I think we need closure. And Connor, hanging in the back, still not the same. Looks like he hasn't slept in days. Barely hanging on to life. <laughs> Just looks like a mess. Looks like he's had COVID a few times. <laughs> so the guys start walking up the mountain. And we see montage shots of them ascending the mountain. You know, beautiful drone shots. Bird's eye view of the guys. And finally, <clears throat> they arrive at the weird rock formation. But now, there's ancient markings that are scratched into each stone. Almost like, uh, what do you call it, runes mm. on the stone formation. Keanu turns to the guy and says, is this what you saw? <laughs> the guys say, yeah, this is it. Connor says, this is the last thing I could remember in my own body. Ooh. And Keanu turns to Connor and says, it's still in you. <laughs> the guy's ominous music plays and they notice... The sky overhead has gotten darker and darker as they approach the stone structure, almost starting as soon as they met Keanu. And so the guys look terrified. Keanu just said, it's still in Connor. And Keanu is Keanu. He he wouldn't lie. He knows what he's talking about. And the camera gets closer and closer to Connor's face and starts to turn upside down. Eerie music plays in the background. Connor's sweating profusely. The camera stops. The music stops. Pans back out super fast to Keanu and he says, Haha, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Slaps Connor on the shoulder and Connor takes a deep sigh of relief. The guys say, Phew, and look at each other. Not sure what to think of this guy. Can we pay this guy? <laughs> Keanu, the camera turns to him and he says, Haha, I really got you guys. Would have been crazy if and then all of a sudden his eyes roll back in, his, in the back of his skull. His arms go out. His feet go out. He's lifted up in the air. His head rocks back and he starts making the most disgusting noise. <laughs> As the black cloud slowly... <laughs> Starts circling and then shoots itself into Keanu's mouth. He was sucking in there. Keanu was getting soul sucked by the dark cloud before it entered him. 
<laughs> the sky clears up. They can see sunshine again. And Keanu, once levitating, now falls and slumps to the ground. Calloway looks at Franco and says, holy shit. And Franco says, what? <laughs> the guys approach. Franco has a huge walking stick and begins to jab Keanu repeatedly until he finally shoots up. His eyes are now Blank white, no pupils, no colors, nothing. Just a milky, eerie white in the eyes. Keanu slowly rises without using any effort at all, just straight up. Scans between the guys. And then almost too fast to be real, lunges at at Connor. Connor falls back too weak because he hasn't eaten or slept since the incident. He's flailing his arms around, but he can't do any damage. Keanu was already incredibly strong and beautiful, but now it seems like he has immense inhuman strength. Keanu starts to repeatedly smack Connor in the face over and over again, screaming the whole time. Something demonic has possessed Keanu Reeves. Franco says, oh shit, and starts running after Connor. Josh runs it directly opposite direction and starts scaling a tree. (laughs) Calloway looks around for his sidearm. It's stuck in his pants. He can't get it out. (laughs) Franco reaches Keanu and lunges, diving to get him off of Connor, but Keanu sees it coming, turns around, smacks Franco and sends him flying off into the woods. Holy shit. He's strong. Keanu's strong. Just then, Josh has reached an overhanging limb and is about to pounce from his perch on top of Keanu. But again, Keanu sees it coming. He holds one throat on top of Connor and then reaches out and grabs the throat of Josh and slams him to the ground, picks both of them up in front of him, and is squeezing their lights out. And all of a sudden, Callaway finally gets his gun released and empties just mag dumps into this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Empties the clip into Keanu. Turns out he was wearing his bulletproof vest from his times (laughs) as an assassin. (laughs) Unfazed, Keanu turns but bothered enough to release Connor and Josh. It worked. Just then, Franco, you hear, <laughs> boom, and crashing through the woods is the Jeep. <laughs> he had time to take the doors and the roof off and, and strap them to the front grill guard, <laughs> creating somewhat of a spike, crashes down on Keanu, obliterates him. Just a pile of goop in the forest. Red guts everywhere. Franco gets out. The Jeep is totaled. The guys are going to have to walk home, but they'll be alive. Just then, we see Keanu Reeves turn to black cloud and drift off into the distance like his body was never there. The guys decided it'd be a good idea to get the hell out of the mountain and never go back. So they start running home. They get back and say, okay, we got to have a game plan. That shit was crazy. And so they're standing around in the living room. Franco grabs a few beers and he says, y'all got to try this shit. And it's because it's all the craft beers from the local superstore. <laughs> and Calloway says, really, dude, right now? Josh says, I mean, I'd go for a beer. The devil's bone. <laughs> Connor, Connor sits in the, uh, in the recliner still shaking. Franco pulls another beer from the counter, opens it and says, now y'all really got to try this one. Passes it around guys take a swig that's disgusting tastes like farts pass it around josh tries it like that's nasty gives it to connor connor you want any he looks at it shakes his head but then he looks back he says wait give me the bottle he takes it 
and he reads it. Devil's backbone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, that's just it. That's how we beat this thing. Keanu will come back and we won't be ready. Unless. Unless. And just then, camera cuts. Next shot. The guys are pulling up to the same cathedral. Same church as the previous movie. They go inside. And they see the old. Uh, what do you call those guys? Priests. 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 Yes. The old priest from the last movie. Dressed in just just bougie ass robes he's got the tall pope hat on even though he's not the pope some gucci robes gucci robes louis vuitton sandals <laughs> the guys kick the doors open and all run in the priest turns and says ah oh, my children good to see you are all in good health and they say father not now this is an emergency he says he says what's going on they say it's back he says oh no he says we need to exercise keanu reeves he says, Keanu, I love that guy. <laughs> it can't be done. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he's not really Keanu anymore. He's a crazy psychopath. He tried to kill us all. He's incredibly strong and incredibly good looking. All the guys nod in agreement. The priest says, well, I'm sorry, my children, but I am just too old to perform exorcisms. That was my last one last time you fools came in here. He's like, well, what are we going to do? I'm like, oh, we outsource that now. Like, oh, I'm just kidding. Come with me to the sanctum. <laughs> the priest strolls out of the uh, out of the uh, uh, auditorium thing, the sanctuary, goes down the hall and sees giant, just massive wooden doors look like, like it was from straight from a castle. And he goes up and he looks at the boys and said, are you sure you are prepared for this, my children? They say, yes, father, we will do what must be done. So he grabs the two iron handles, flings the door open. And just then we see a man in priest robes and he turns around and it's revealed to be Joe in all his glory. (laughs) He looks at the gang and says, y'all ready to exercise these demons and rips off his priest clothes and he's just CGI jacked. (laughs) The song, You're the Best, starts playing from the Karate Kid. You're the best around. (laughs) And the other guys, as the camera turns to them, rip off their shirts and they're revealed to just be Jack just miniaturized the rocks. (laughs) CGI. We all have Samoan tattoos. (laughs) And then the most badass workout montage starts. Still to the tune of You're the Best. The guys are pumping iron, just getting absolutely jacked, getting the greatest pump of their lives in. In the cathedral, the sanctum is just a gym. It's the iron church. It's for you, Jesus. (laughs) Joe is just getting bigger and more veiny with each pump that he takes. (laughs) At one point, he picks up Connor, holds him sideways, and starts curling him. The guys are all glistening. We cut to Callaway as he steps into a tanning booth and gets sprayed down till he's golden brown. <laughs> the camera the cuts to Josh, though, and he's got, he's got a bucket of pre-workout that he's blessing. <laughs> I say, what is that? Holy pre, he says. <laughs> holy pre? <laughs> mix, mix that with a holy water and you're unstoppable. We, bro. Cut, we cut back to Joe and Connor. Joe sets Connor back on his two feet, and they begin to hold each other and start curling each other miraculously lifting off the ground 
just curling each other. <laughs> and the camera turns to Franco and he says, that's the most holy pump I've ever seen. <laughs> the montage ends and all the guys start putting their uh, sweatbands back on, wiping off, still glistening, still just doused in baby oil, no shirts on. Just then, the doors of Iron Heaven get ripped open and there's Keanu Reeves. His eyes are now pitch black. He looks angrier, more disheveled. Looks like somebody might have killed his dog. He comes in, his suit's all torn, but he looks angry. Looks like he's ready to kill. Joe says, get back, my children. I'll handle this. Just then, he picks up a small curling bar, and he holds it out in front of him. All the lights turn out except for a blue spotlight illuminating the barbell, making it look like he's got a lightsaber. George Lucas, subtle touch. (laughs) The camera turns to Keanu, and he picks up a full-size barbell and snaps it in half with his raw strength. Holds it out in front of him just as a red spotlight illuminates his barbell. (laughs) The two rush each other and start swinging for the kill. Bars colliding, sparks flying. (laughs) Josh makes sound effects in the corner. (laughs) Adrian looks at Joe and shouts, Use the force! And Joe says, Huh? Just then, Keanu reaches out with his hand and just palm hands the chest of Joe and sends him flying. Calloway says, Well, the force. (laughs) (laughs) Joe's down for the count. He looks over and reaches out for Connor and says, Finish it. Connor rises, angry, pissed off, still glistening with his baby oil, and charges Keanu Reeves, grabs him by the throat, pins him up against the wall, and says, the power of Christ compels you, bitch. <laughs> and then punches him so hard right in the nose. His nose just obliterated. But then the black cloud leaves and starts floating out of Keanu Reeves. He's coming back. Just then, Joe gets up and runs towards Connor. Grabs the container of pre, dumps it out. It's been blessed. Runs after catches the cloud in the container and seals it. It's over. Oh, they've done it. Oh. Oh. The guys collect themselves. Nobody's too badly hurting. Hurted. Hurting. Hurting. <laughs> Nobody's hurted. Nobody's hurted. Everybody good. <laughs> they walk over to the shelves in Iron Heaven and they put the bottle of pre right there on the shelf with a sticky note that says do not and that's it. Just says do not. <laughs> Is it? Do not. Roll credits. <laughs> nice. It's like awesome. that. Uh, it's like that Anne Frank doll or whatever. Yeah, that's Boogie Mountain Two. Survive the mountain. All I get. Nice, nice, that nice. That was great. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I like liked it. it. Yeah. All right. I'm looking over at this freaking novel. Megalon has a full script here. All right. Um, <clears throat> so our budget was uh, $10 million. Ooh. Wow. Pretty small. Spicy. Um, we're, it's better than my like 10 cents. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> directed by James Cameron. 
Eight. And just a quick recap. Um, so mine was uh, a sequel to Redneck Road Trip. <laughs> and to recap that, the boys get a boat. They have to sell the boat after selling all their possessions to buy this boat. They get a camper. They go out. Um, Logan gets abducted. They rescue Logan with this, like, badass Cadillac with a some uh, horns on the front. Um, and then, I mean, that pretty much pretty much it. They they re- it, yeah, yeah they they rescue him, and then like Josh is pretty much rich now. For oh, isn't reason. that where like Will Ferrell's part of this mysterious group with yeah. white? Yeah, 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 he's yeah, in the yeah, clan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're all hooded and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, and um, the movie picks up legit like a week later, two weeks later. Mm-hmm. All right, so this movie's called Redneck Road Trip, The Island. The Island? The Island. The so Island. the boys, you know, everyone's back. Everyone's good. And Josh is like, hey, I got money now. I'm going to buy a yacht. <laughs> so the lifestyle of gagillionaires. <laughs> yeah, gagillionaires. So basically, a little, little, I guess, overview of the movie. The boys go on a fishing trip near an island, and um, a lot of stuff happens. A little bit more than what they bargained for. Opening scene: the boys loaded up the truck for a fishing trip after Josh's newfound wealth. And he purchases a 40-foot yacht for the boys and himself. Damn. Yep. So they drive out to Florida to go off and fish off the east coast of Florida. They arrive, unload the yacht, and they begin their trip. Exotic. After what seems about a day on the water, they finally <laughs> arrive, and they decide, hey, you know, let's fish here. We're near an island. And they start fishing. Callaway asked the boys, hey, man, uh, I don't know if you guys are weirded out, but this island's not on the map. And everyone's like, you know, that that's weird. But then Logan's like, hey, man, it's probably just not updated, you know? <laughs> Logan said, I'm with the army. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't tell the people anything. Yeah, he's I'm like, calling my buddy for a satellite scan. <laughs> so he's like, all right, so it probably hadn't been updated. Everyone agrees, keep fishing. 15 minutes later, after they start fishing, it turns into the best fishing trip they've ever had. They're catching left and right. Every single time they cast, they seem to catch a fish. A little bit later, about 15 minutes or so, all their coolers are already full from all the fish they've caught. Damn. Damn. Scene cuts. Connor's yelling. It zooms into Connor's face. And he says, let's get drunk, boys. <laughs> Everyone grabs some Sounds stones. Sounds like Connor. Everyone grabs some stones and cheers. And they start drinking until they pass out in celebration. Digital Connor's drinking. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a new scene. It kind of cuts out over the water. And you can see the sun rising slowly. And you hear the hum of an engine in the distance. The boys wake up to the roar of a helicopter. It gets near and everyone's panicking, trying to figure out what's going on. As the helicopter has no markings on it. They all run outside and they see this helicopter coming at them quickly. Thinking it might be someone friendly. They wave their hands until they start seeing muzzle flashes. Ooh. Bullets start raining down on the yacht. 
someone in the helicopter shoots the yacht with the RPG. No. What? Jo- the boat. Josh yells, everybody jump. They all jump. The yacht explodes behind them. The helicopter scans for them as they're swimming underwater. They start swimming towards the island. They manage to swim to the island before being detected by the helicopter. It leaves and goes back towards the island. Boy's freaking out. They're sitting on the sandbar and they run up into the island and they come on two guards. Come upon two guards. (laughs) They come upon two guards. Take that. (laughs) (laughs) So they they, uh, Bro, did you just come on? (laughs) What the hell? They see these two guards and um and they come on the <laughs> Josh climbs a tree and waits. The two guards, without any clue, they walk under Josh. And out of nowhere, they look up and they hear a giant roar. <laughs> Josh pounces on them and knocks them both to the ground. Connor and Andrew come out of nowhere with rocks and they finish them. <laughs> we stone them. <laughs> they, they finish them? Yep, they you, finish. You come on them and then you finish. Come on, I got a special technique for this. <laughs> Prepare to be a lesbian. Uh, so so they they take their weapons and they continue on to the island. They come up to an overview and the they can see the entire island and they find what looks like some sort of lab in a military camp. They sit in silence and Logan says, let's check it out. Josh says, hell no. Nah. Connor says, I mean, why not? We're already here. And then Josh says, all right, we'll get to it then. I'll follow behind. They continue on as they come closer. They get into a firefight and they take out two more guards. They hear an alarm and they make a run for it back into the woods. As they're running, they notice something strange. Most of the camps they saw were empty or abandoned. After the alarm stop, they find weapons and decide to head to the lab. They take off towards the lab, ready to storm the lab, just to be met with silence and emptiness. There's no one near the lab. What? They walk around the building to scan for some sort of opening, and they finally come upon this large garage door that's unlocked. They open it and walk in. As they're walking, Josh says, something's really wrong. Connor says, there's something definitely off. And Andrew says, y'all hear that? Josh, I don't hear shit. Suddenly, they hear a loud bang coming from a container up some stairs on a second level area. Josh says, Connor, go check that out. Connor, hell no, you do it, Andrew. I volunteer Logan. Logan, <laughs> damn it. All right. He's, he's just okay with it. Yeah, he's like, right. damn it. All right. Logan, the army. <laughs> Logan walks to the container and tries to open it as the boys cover him. The container's jammed. Andrew helps him out. They finally get the door open. They yank on it and it busts open. They look inside and freeze. And there's someone aiming a rifle at them dressed in full tactical gear. <laughs> This mystery man. He said, I'm just going to shut this door. Right. (laughs) So they're sitting there in front of the container doors, just frozen because there's a man aiming a weapon at them. The man, don't move a muscle. You're losing your heads. Connor, whoa, 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 man. We're cool. We don't want any trouble. The man realizes that they're friendly people just dressed in fishing clothes and puts his weapon down. 
The man comes out of the shadow, and it's Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Ooh. And he says, what the hell are y'all doing here? What Josh are y'all says, doing? <laughs> Josh says, wait. <laughs> what are y'all doing? <laughs> Andrew says, is that you? And the Sylvester says, sure is. He says, what are you doing here? And he says, it's a long story. I'll explain on the way out of here. The There's a new scene, and they see them running out towards the woods. And then Andrew asks, so what's going on? Sylvester says, this place is a lab where they test genetic mutations on people. My team and I came here to destroy it yesterday, but our cover was blown and we got into a massive firefight and we were overrun. I found cover in this container and the door, the door jammed shut and I couldn't get it back open. Andrew said, what happened to your team? Sylvester, I'm all that's left. Deed. <laughs> Andrew says, damn, well, what do we do? Sylvester says, I believe all the scientists have been evacuated and there are only a few soldiers left to guard it. My team and I landed our helicopter near the east side of the island. We need to blow this place up and get out. Connor says, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not doing all that shit. We just want to go home. Sylvester says, looks like y'all are finding your own ride then. Connor says, well, let's blow this bitch up. (laughs) I don't like swimming. (laughs) (laughs) They make their way back to the lab and see large vats of strange liquids with human-shaped creatures floating inside of them. What the hell? Logan says, what the hell? Josh says, what are those? Sylvester says, they were people. And then Josh says, well, let's blow this bitch up. (laughs) (laughs) They continue through the lab and encounter some guards. They begin firing at each other through a couple firefights. And at one point, Andrew peeks up and he peeks over his cover and he's about to shoot. He says one of, he sees one of the creatures come out from nowhere and he jumps behind the guard and starts ripping them to shreds with some sort of human superhuman strength. They take off running as the creatures feeding. They make it to some sort of generator room full of a uh, full of tanks with like propane and some other explosive material. The man takes off his backpack, or Sylvester takes off his backpack and pulls out a bunch of blocks of C4 and starts attaching them to gas lines and fuel tanks. As they continue on, they're done and they're finally heading towards the exit. They're running down a hallway, which seems like this hallway goes on forever. And out of a dark room, one of the humanoid creatures steps out and is blocking their exit. Sylvester, everybody shoot. They unload on the creature and it falls to the ground twitching. They walk up to the creature to make sure it's dead. They notice the creature is, its wounds are healing. Suddenly, it swings its arm and launches Logan into a wall and breaks all his ribs. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) They, They grab Logan and they run towards the exit while shooting the creature behind them. Sylvester, we can't let that thing out of here. We have to blow the building up. Connor says, you're going to kill us. We're close to the building. The explosion will kill all of us. Sylvester says, I'll take my chances. That thing will hunt us down until we run out of ammo and shred us in the woods. So they run out and Sylvester pulls the the trigger for the uh, explosives. Nothing happens. He looks down at his weapon and he has a 40 millimeter grenade launcher. He has has one round left. And with a lucky shot, he makes it in through the window of the generator room and a massive explosion follows. 
He completely levels the building, blowing all the friends back 10, 15 feet, and there's a huge fireball. They run through the forest towards the helicopter as the fire is spraying towards them. The whole island is now on fire. They finally get near the helicopter. They make it. Everyone jumps in. And the helicopter engines start. As they're waiting to lift off, they see one of the creatures making it towards them. They all start shooting. The creature drops and the fire engulfs it. And then they... Next scene cuts. And they're flying off away from the island as the sun's starting to set while watching the island burn. And then I Ain't the One by Leonard Skinner starts playing as they're <laughs> flying away. Yeah, nuke the island, bro. And then scene credits roll nice yeah. he's gonna blow up the whole island hey mr president let's blow this bitch up yeah. turn the key and press the button <laughs> blow this bitch up that was like complete like 180 from what the uh the other one was yeah yeah but i i, I dig it yeah. i like it oh, i like it a I lot fishing trip and it did not turn out with to be what they thought. That's a shame about the boat. It's right. almost boat, man. <laughs> yeah. Not the boat. Boats we had for like maybe a week a piece. Yeah, it got destroyed. One's going to get claimed on insurance, and one we were just stupid. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was a rocket launcher. <laughs> there were these things, you see. Sir, you're telling me a helicopter flew over to your boat, shot it with a rocket, and it blew up. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> It's the KGB. It's at the bottom of the sea. Where'd you get the helicopter? <laughs> it's in D.V. Jones. <laughs> I like it. That was a very productive, amazing showing for our, our built a blockbuster. Oh, he had a. I was looking over earlier. He had this like novel, bro. Dude, that thing was long. He had a novel, bro. But when I was writing out the one that I did, I just wanted to talk about Connor shitting his pants as much as I could. <laughs> that was tell. great. I could tell. I love that. Like, Connor just like, I'm going to try to shit myself. He said, I think I still have powers. He's <laughs> 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 got dirty drawers. That happened twice. <laughs> IRL. <laughs> No, we haven't one. I love, love how we always make Connor like the most feasible <laughs> character. Like everybody else is on make believe shit, and it's just like, yep, Connor shit is pain. Bro, he made you a he's ninja got anime powers, and he shits himself. <laughs> Connor's yeah. like, do you want to be the yeah. CEO of a rubber duck factory? You want to be a ninja farmer? <laughs> it's like I'm trying to do you a favor. <laughs> what? <laughs> Josh is a farmer. Connor's the president of the world. <laughs> I made rubber ducks. <laughs> rubber ducks. <laughs> I made rubber, rubber ducks. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Connor, we're sorry you're not here, man. I'm gonna yeah, see if I'm I, sorry I can. I'm not there either. I'm never going out ever again. So, <laughs> your lesson. The one time I got that. convinced to actually go out and like go on a trip with somebody, I get COVID. So that's fun. It's all right. 
And on the way back, y'all were like, just use Bluetooth. We were in his, like, grandma's car, so it was really old. And I was like, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Just use the Bluetooth, man. And it also skipped over what was in the numbing shot, uh, like we cut out. My paused. Oh, we did. Oh, we cut good, out? Bro. Yeah, we still hear you. Okay. Oh, it shows paused on here. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're oh. pulling up uh, pulling up a little email from Joe. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's about matter, that time. Uh, matter of fact. So it was, a, it was a bulb of a flower. You eat it. It coats your mouth. Then you take the shot. I don't, I'm not sure what it was. Ew. What was in the shot? And then like you, take, <laughs> you buy a lemon with Pop Rocks on it. And it, like, gives Bust your mouth, your mouth. A, like it's an asleep feeling. There's, it's like, what? Too much Plus. going on in the mouth. Yeah. Garnished with a fried milk ball. Yes. So, uh, also that liver. Yes, I almost threw up. You know what time it is? Hey, we know what time it is. Connor, do you know what time it is? Is it, uh. It sure is. Now shut up. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's time for Joe's Curiosity Corner. <laughs> Just completely dropped him out. All right, we're back. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe says, if you had to pick to either go out like die in a medieval sword fight or a good old western quick draw match, which would you choose? Sword, uh, fight. sword fight, bro. You're a mm. wimp if you get capped once by like a shitty 380 revolver from like right? 20 yeah, feet but away. I, I don't, I don't. Dude, I'd rather get my head cut off by like a massive like. mm, mm, I feel like my chances are so much higher for sword fight, right? Like, but you're gonna die. So the the premise of it, you're gonna die anyway, right? Not necessarily. No, bro. That's the premise. If you're gonna go out, one of the ways. Which way are you gonna go? Yeah, I would get my head cut off. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like in both these scenarios, you get a chance to survive. I mean, yeah. Is that what it says? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a sword fight, not like a decapitation. But it says or a duel. If you pick to go out. Die, bro. That means uh, yeah, die. die. I mean, die. if if you die, then yeah, sword fight. Either way, sword fight. If you have a chance to like to oh, win, yeah, dude. sword fight still. Take out um, twenty ch- people and then get your head cut. If off, I have a chance like, to win, yeah, I'm like going Knight to the old west draw. I like the draw. You're just gonna get shot once and die. Yeah, I, I feel like the odds are so much. No, if, if I'm gonna die. By like chlamydia, because like, I'm getting a fiction from like back in the day, bro. <laughs> the doctor gonna give frisky with my flesh wound? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, if if I'm gonna die, it's a sword fight. But if I'm not gonna, like, if I have a chance of winning, then it's gonna be the the old west shootout. Oh yeah, uh, no, I'll agree I, with that. I mean, I still sword fight. I'm taking sword bro. fight either yeah. way. I've stab you. Cause, <laughs> hey, I got this real shank. <laughs> got me this here broadsword. <laughs> just but imagine hey, how what, cool that would be, what, though. What weapon would you choose, though? Like a broadsword? No, nah, I'd choose probably like a warhammer and axe. Yeah, dude, I'd have like a war axe. <laughs> a war axe, hundred percent. Or like Start the uh, Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you can get like the. You can have one in each hand. Hell yeah. You know, just chopping people. I like the real long axes. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. play this this thing in, in VR. It's like blade and sorcery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you're like in the... Yeah, like and I always get the axes. And I'm just like swinging on them folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. Dude, that sounds awesome. Swinging axes. 
We need to just all get VRs. Dude, o Oculuses are pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah, how much are they? Like 800? No. You need it for like 299. Oh, you talking about the Go? No, the Oculus Quest, bro. I have a oh, Quest yeah. 2. No, I'm trying to get like the whole Oculus where like I get like sensors around my room and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. I don't, I don't think I can afford that. Yeah, so you can play like uh, Pavlov and stuff. It's basically. Um, what's that survival game, Connor? Um, a lot of shoot. Escape from Tarkov. Yeah, Tarkov. So it's like it's like Tarkov, but COD mixed mm. with Tarkov. Yeah, and it, it's pretty fun. And like you can go up to people from behind them and like pull the mags out of their guns while they're shooting. <laughs> it's pretty good. And have, like, you, have you seen that video of they're playing VR poker and they're all sitting around the table? Oh, and, and he hits them. No, he looks over and there's this guy doing like a vape yeah, he's in VR. Yeah, and he goes over and he just takes it. And throws it <laughs> and they look at each other and then they just start throwing it <laughs> it's so funny but no you can like go up behind people and like pull the pin on their grenade and just take off running yeah. <laughs> and just, like, you can do that in real life too yeah no it's a lot of fun and, it, and, it, <laughs> and it, it's a it's it's proximity chat so like you have to get close to someone so they can hear you, and you go behind <laughs> you them and start them talking in. to them. Skadoosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. That's what I want to get into. I feel like that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be so much fun. Oh, yeah. I just can't imagine that being affordable. I mean, it's like eight hundred dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But yeah. then I like you have to build a padded room and. <laughs> no, dude. I mean, in here I could run it in my room. Cause you need you like a, a you got a big room though. Yeah, I do. That's true. Like lean your bed up against the wall, right? Just pick it up. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Hell yeah! Because I, I played the Vive, the HTC Vive, that VR, and I, I played a zombie survival game called uh, Arizona Sunshine. That game's terrifying. There was one scene or like one part of the mission where you're in a uh, like a tunnel where they did a uh, mining and stuff in Colorado type of, that's what it looks like at least. And um, it's pitch black in there and all you have is a flashlight and your gun mm. and your Spoopy. flashlight only has that like so much battery Ooh. and it's legit. Like you're inside an actual cave with a flashlight. You can only see so much, but you can hear zombies around you. Mm -hmm. Spooky. And, uh, dude, it's a lot of fun. Cause you'll turn around. They're like two feet from you. Mm -hmm. and you start blasting, dude. Oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> hell <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah. I had zombie. a hard enough time playing Dead Space, bro. bro Dead Space was terrifying, real, though. Hey, they're actually remastering Dead Space. Bro, when they when I played Dead Space 2 and them little babies start coming out, that little baby room, I was like, yeah, nope, I'm done. I'm good. I've, I've seen enough. Oh, hell no, I ain't no babies. You just gotta get your plasma cutter and just put it sideways and then just start blasting. <laughs> yeah, start blasting the babies. <laughs> you can stomp in that game, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe in the remaster. <laughs> Look at all these babies I'm stomping. Now watch me stomp these babies. <laughs> if you just tuned in, we're talking about that space. <laughs> I was going to make a joke there, but it, uh, considering the political tension around this subject, I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> uh, all right, let's hit that outro. <laughs> Y'all ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man.
This has been another round of Buzzed Weekly. Blockbuster. Featuring Build Up Blockbuster. Air horn noise, air horn noise, air horn noise. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in again, you faithful, loyal listeners. If this is your first time listening, um, welcome. Yeah, and what took you so long? Yeah. If this is your last time listening, fine. We don't want you here anyway. (laughs) We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week, though. Same time every week. I'm Josh. He's Franco. Megalon. Megalon. He's Callaway. Aww. Hi. And the digital consciousness of Connor. In the corner. Yeah, hopefully I'll have a physical body soon. So. Yeah, it's hard to come back from my guy. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're done. You're, you're not that guy. Awesome. <laughs> you're not that guy. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Peace, love, and getting buzzed. No. Yeah. No. Buzz weekly. That's too corny, bro. Peace, love, and glizzy. And glizzies. Glizzies. I gotta go for a glizzy. Oh, a glizzy. Sal, y'all.